1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: This episode of That Story Show is brought to you in part by Bluehost, hosting the official web host of the NLCast Network. $4.95 a month gets you unlimited space, unlimited domains, unlimited bandwidth. Visit com slash Bluehost to sign up.
3: Come on down. Um, I'm Elizabeth from McAllen, Texas, and this is that story show. Thank you, thank you everyone. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
2: Hey, how you doing, folks? This is That Story Show, the show that shares, for, oh, that's hard to say, uh, the show that shares hilarious real-life stories from all over the world. This is episode 244, recorded live on July 21st, uh, 2015, in the NLCAST studio located in the heart of South City, St. Louis. I'm your host. My name is James, and with me today, as always, is Christian Sudreth. Hey, dude. Gram <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna keep it going. Uh, he, hey, how are you? He, hey, he wrote me some stuff today. Actually, this week, so uh, he sent me a uh, a recording of himself saying, "That's how I do," and um, I actually I don't have it. I don't have it up, so maybe I should.
3: That's how you don't. I think it's. Uh,
2: oh no, I I can play it. Hold on. Let's
3: see here. That's how I do. He sounds way older than last time. <laughs> Yeah, he
2: does. It's it's uh it's great that he's there. It's great that the middle schoolers are there uh for us to pick on. Um let's see. Oh, 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 just right off the top, this could be easily be a uh backstory, but um I, on, on another show that I do called uh movie beatdown, I have a co host, his name is Paul. And uh the other day this week I get a, a knock on the door and I open it up and it's Paul. And he just turns around and shows me this gaping hole ripped in his in his shorts. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't see anything through it. Thank God they were they were very saggy, um, so that, you know it was just like the the crotch of the pants had just risen, you know, to a normal place. So there was nothing to see. But he 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 I, he's like. I just wanted to do this because I could, because you live here and I just did this. And, you know, and I'm like, don't even fool me. You are trying to get on my show. You're trying to get on that story show. And he just turns around, he points back at his, uh, his, his rip. And he says, here's your backstory. <laughs> so <laughs> that I was pretty awesome. funny. Yeah. Cause you know, it's back and story and stuff. So, yeah, I get good. it. I get it. It's pretty good. Um before we do backstories though, um I just want to say thanks to our newest patron, uh Robert Harrington. So, thank you so much. If I had a sound clip of people clapping and stuff, I would I would do that. So, um I also want to say um you may notice that John's not with us tonight and he just texted me and because I was like, where are you, dude? And he says, crap, man, I'm so sorry. I'm at kids camp. I forgot to tell you sorry. So um, i tell you what, as a little added treat today, just go, if you're friends with him on Facebook, or if you're in the uh, NLCast network uh, community on Facebook, uh, just leave John a little little message, a little guilt trip message about how much you missed him and how the show just wasn't right without him and make him feel really good, but then make it really guilt ridden at the same time. Like I can't believe you left us um, and stuff like that. That'd be really nice.
3: And in the show notes we've put his address and if you could um, <laughs> go egg his house, that'd be fantastic. Yeah.
2: yeah. And if you want to threaten his children, it's fine as long as you tr- threaten his daughters. He doesn't have any, so you can have some fun with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm um so yeah let's uh, get right into it that's my backstory sound effect it's amazing uh christian why don't you go first man what what's uh something funny that's happened in the last seven days or so
3: okay uh, perfect well um if you are an attentive listener and you uh learned listening last am, week I you am, are i am you'll know that i am moving um, and at this point I have moved. So, um, got in, into this new apartment complex. It's, it's, um, it's pretty nice or a significant upgrade from where we used to live. Um, but apparently they have, um, like a little, f- like free junk, uh, like area. Um, so there's like, you know, if someone doesn't want their couch, they'll go put it there or their huh. bike or, or what have you, they'll go put it there. Um, and, so, um, I drive, I have to drive past it every day uh, to get to work and it's nine out of 10 times. It's absolute garbage. Um, but, uh, the other day on Monday, uh, so two days ago, Monday, it's Monday. Uh, Monday, um, I don't know, two days ago, Sunday, I'm sorry, this is getting real particular. Um, <laughs> it was a different kind of stuff.
2: It was different right. on that one day.
3: All right, go ahead. Well, um, it was. So I drive past it, and there's this fish tank. And so I get out, and and you can ask my wife. Um, I love fish tanks. I always have. I just think they're – I just like – you know, really cool pieces of art. And I always wanted one to have, but they're kind of expensive to upkeep and buy fish and all this stuff. Yeah. So I drive past it and I see like, Oh, it was a fish tank. So I get out to look at it and I was like, I'm going to put this in the back of my car. It's going to be great. And I'm going to you know go to work and then come back and set it all up. and It'll be awesome. Um, so I look in it and it's full of fish and, and oh. water and oh. like, it's like a full, it's a full fish tank. Really? So, so somebody yeah. just
2: picked it up and lugged it and
3: set it out and said, good luck guys. Right. Right. There's no filter or anything. I'm sure they took it out because it's probably the most expensive part, but it's a full fish tank. So I am thinking, perfect. This is going to be sweet. So, um, they're by this like dumpster area. So I take it and I hide it. I hide it behind the dumpster. And I think like, obviously I can't put a full fish tank in my car and then drive to work. Yeah. Uh, Especially with stuff in it. Right. Fish in it, you know, animal cruelty, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. so what I do is I, I take it and put it behind the dumpster, and I think, like, all right, after my shift, I'm going to come back. I'm going to figure out a way to get this into my apartment. My wife's out of the country for the week, so she won't know. <laughs> and by the time she gets back, I'll have a name of them all, and she wouldn't dare make me get, get rid not of
2: them. Not a named animal, no.
3: No, right, of course not. And I'd name them after her. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> Hannah Jr.
2: Hannah 2, <laughs> Hannah 3. Best <laughs> Hannah. Nice Hannah. Hannah fish loving hannah you can't yeah. flush fish loving hannah fish
3: no definitely not and, and they, I mean, they were like cool nice fish too um and so I, were, I
2: how do you okay
3: they were nice no, they were they were very, nice uh, i asked them polite. i said are you nice and they said yes we're fish we can't talk what <laughs> are you talking <laughs> about? Thanks um thanks for so I,
2: saving us from the florida heat <laughs>
3: right and so i uh I go to work, and I'm thinking about these fish literally all day. I'm thinking about, okay, I'm going to put them here. Mm, They're going to taste uh, wonderful. I'm going to fillet them with with garlic butter sauce. It'll be perfect. Um, No, so I'm thinking about, okay, they're going to go here. It's going to look great. And then I get back from work, and I, I like, speed home. Uh, And then I stop at the dumpster, and I go, look. And what I had failed to think about at work is it had rained super hard, oh. like like incredibly, incredibly hard. And uh, I think like the way I, I put it uh, under the dump, you know, under the dumpster, mm. the, the, the rain that was hitting the dumpster was running off into the tank. And so oh. it, it overflowed and all of the fish were on the ground, just a hundred percent dead. And they're all still there. <laughs> it's so terrible. And so I didn't clean it up. I, I'm not taking it. So there's just and I'm pretty sure I killed them all. It's a battlefield.
2: Everyone's dead. They're all
3: floated out and they're all like in like a pile, like they all flopped on top of each other for
2: Come here. Come here, Hannah. Come on, best Hannah.
3: And so they're all dead. And I have to drive past them
2: every
3: <laughs> day. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I wanted them so bad. Yeah.
2: Any future aquariums will be tainted by this memory. Well, uh, you, you'll have to put in memory of and then name all the fish that you named.
3: I do have one fish now. It's, a, it's just a beta fish that is, you know, that lives in like this jar, this, uh, mason, like this big mason jar. And I've looked at him a couple of times this past few days, and just been like, "What makes you so lucky?" <laughs> I just want to, I want to throw him out there, and be like, "You see?" Oh man, uh,
2: life, life on the wrong side of the dumpster.
3: That's all. Yeah. The, uh, so it's uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, dead, dead fish. 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 <laughs> I'll have to take I'll take a picture of them if they're still there tomorrow.
2: I um I had something similar happen to me uh, a long time ago I was staying with this dude while I was engaged you know and we had a we had an apartment but we couldn't you know neither of us were living in it but we were waiting to get married and um and, and this fish just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it kept growing and and it would jump and open the fl- the flap on top and so one time I heard that I was like in a bathroom or something. And I run in there and he's flopping around on the ground. So I picked him up, and threw him back in there. And I don't know why I didn't think of it. I, I think maybe because I just hated him at that point, you know, he's just too big, mm-hmm. but I was kind of proud of him at the same time. I don't I don't think I had any ill will towards him. I really don't. Cause it would be so easy to get rid of a fish, you know, nobody right. judges you or anything. I'm not like a dog, you know?
3: Yeah. You You can't flush your dog.
2: Yeah, and fish don't get out and run around the neighborhood and poop in people's yards. So there's not a lot of interactivity outside of you and the fish. But um, one day I came back, and the fish is on the ground, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to pick him up and put him in there. And I reached for him, and I tried to grab him, and he was stuck. To Oh, no. (laughs) He had been there long enough to his fish slime had congealed and dried to the floor. So you're talking about not cleaning up fish. I had to clean up fish. I had to go get like a spatula and scrape his butt <laughs> off of the non-stick. I'm sorry, stick floor. And um and I actually tried to put his his uh his rigor mortis butt back in the tank and he just kind of floated up sideways like a like a sideways
3: fish. And you had to, you had to get tongs to get him out. <laughs> I just did had it by <laughs>
2: hand at that point, dude. I was <laughs> up to my elbows in in dried fish particles. So bah, yuck. Yeah, but it was for the best.
3: And um, well, not for not for the fish.
2: And he went down the you know went down the tubes. So there he what goes.
3: A hum- humiliating way to die. He
2: he. Yeah yeah. But what do you what do you do? I mean, you're not. It's not like you train them. And and take them to groomers and stuff. You know, there's not a lot of, like I said, back and forth with fish. You know, you
3: know if people collect koi uh, koi fish and they breed them and they get into like the tens of thousands of dollars.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
3: what a way to spend your money.
2: That is um, that is a thing that people spend money on. Um, that that reminds me of my. Uh, that's a good segue into my backstory because. I got to eat dinner this week with some people that my wife works with and uh, her boss and her overseer. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. She pushes rocks up a pyramid. She's a Terminator. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she works in the future and uh, comes back and forth and says sometimes she says she's going to be late. And I always laugh because I'm like, you work in the future. You can come back whenever you want, you know. But anyway, um we went to this very fancy place and I've always heard of these places that you go and you look at the menu and there's no prices on anything. That's
3: that's when you got to watch out.
2: And, um, but this wasn't that, thank God it was, but it was a half step down. I mean, like the only difference is they put prices on there. Everything on this menu was over $25 each thing. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I ordered a, a diet Coke, you know thinking i would be like okay i'm going to be the cheap guy i don't want to you know overdo it but but everybody around us is rich okay i'm just going to say that they're rich people these are people that are that are uh work for a, an accounting firm you know and they're partners and stuff like that and they've been rich so long they don't even remember what it was like not to be and maybe they never were not i don't know but it really bugged me um because one of the guys parked his uh or, or did a valet parking job you know like the boss man did and um and there was um an abundance of free parking just across the street from this place at a thin two-lane road not even a highway jen and i parked over there obviously and um and he and my wife says here he is he's he's uh valet parking and that just kind of stuck in my head well, anyway, I'm sitting there, and I'm feeling like a redneck kid. I feel like a kid raised in South Georgia in a, in a trailer. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. I'm like, there's way too many silverwares. This is way too much. Uh, you know, I'm, Every dish they bring me, I'm like, somebody's got to clean that and put that at a dishwasher. I mean, that's just the way I think. Rich people right, don't, think, right. you know, don't think that way. And no, no, no disrespect to the rich people. But when I ordered this Diet Coke, it came out in a dang little tiny bottle of diet coke and i got a soda with it and i'm just like or a, or a glass of uh, ice with it and i'm thinking dang it i know i can't order anymore because oh, no. free refills man that's what i was going for but every time i order a coke they're gonna charge somebody in the universe five or six bucks probably so that kind of ruined the whole diet coke thing for me um plus the fact that i didn't have any pockets to slide the bottles into because uh, the <laughs> bottles are cool
3: um, yeah right keepsake
2: but I had water. I had a glass of water. All of us did. But I think I'm the only one that drank it. And that's how I became very intimate and very uh, you know, close. You don't talk about interactivity like we were with a fish. I Usually, the guy that comes around and, and fills your water is somebody that just kind of comes and goes and he's invisible. But I, because I drank so much water, I got to know the water guy very, very well. The water guy, first of all tried to fill my water. There was a water guy and he goes to every table and fills water. That's all he does. And he had a big picture and he tried to do some sort of thing. Like you see in Indiana Jones where people are pouring coffee and they lift the, the lift the, the pouring thing way up high in the air. Oh, and yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. did that. He did that with a little, uh, he was filling my water and then he went whoop like that, but he misjudged, I guess. And the water flew over the cup and into my plate and into my menu and it almost got onto me and, and all the rich people laughed. Ha 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 ha. And I'm and they're like, yo, you need to, you know, get mad or whatever. I'm like, no, hey man, he, he didn't get in my lap. And the guy's working for a living. I hope this doesn't get him fired. I just asked for another plate and everything was fine. Um, but then, okay, I know this is taking a while,
3: but that's perfect.
2: This uh, the water guy is not just water guy, he is water guy over uh, every kind of water possible, including ice. And I had never experienced this part. This is what the rich people are used to, is this dude went around with a little scoop and he would lean over and do a little floop with his little scoop and he would pour ice into your ice water, you know, if you didn't have any ice, he would do that. And it was like over and over and over again. And true to everything, he did the little floop and he kind of flourished at the end. And one little piece of ice flew and landed right into my hand. (laughs) It was so weird.
3: He was the worst.
2: And everybody saw it. And I'm like, it it fell in my hand. And all the rich people laughed. They thought that was really funny. That's
3: awesome.
2: um, But what I I really want to get to is uh, dessert. We got through dessert and I'm feeling guilty the whole time I'm eating. Man, I'm eating this food and I tried to order, you know, one of the cheapest things on the menu. It was rice and something, but it was way too expensive. And I'm just thinking all these people in Africa and all these other countries that are dying and then it's dessert time. And you want to talk about another layer of guilt. Um, There was a, there was a dessert that you could buy. It was called flambe, flambe, I guess. And it is uh, the I only knew that word being a poor guy um, because of fire. I am mm-hmm. familiar with all kinds of fire, and I knew this was something that got caught on fire. So I was like flambe twenty five dollars for dessert, my homeboy, and two people at the table ordered the flambe, flambe, whatever. So it comes with
3: a side of twenty one dollars. <laughs>
2: It it, it comes with liquid gold and liquid nitrogen. But my 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 wife and I shared. We split uh, a cheesecake because we're like, hey, we're poor, but (laughs) the rich guy's paying, you know. So whatever. But uh, so the flambé comes out, and long story short, it was a lot of liquor involved, a lot of bottles. And um and and I was getting kind of excited because I'm like, where when's the fire? You know, I, I just thought it would be like on on TV where they they light it and it burns a little bit, you know, it's that silent uh petrol flame, you know, and then whoosh, they blow it out. And now you have some sort of dessert, right? Now they put bananas in, they put sugar in, they put liquor, 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 liquor. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then boom, fire. There was three feet of fire going oh on. Gosh. I lost it. My redneck came out hard. I was like, fire! Oh, my God! Everybody else was all chill and stuff. And then the dude put some sort of little thing in the fire. Like he had something in his other hand that he was waving through the fire, and it was making little crackles and stuff. And I'm like, he put Fourth of July in the fire! And I realized I just said he put Fourth of July in the fire like I was four years old. Witchcraft
3: devil magic. Fire ice cream,
2: fire ice cream, and so yeah, um, so it was amazing.
3: That's I, awesome. Was I, the food any good? N- no, no, no.
2: Every time I've ever eaten rich people food, it's been gross. And, and it's always
3: in like the smallest portions.
2: It's small portions. The desserts always savory instead of sweet. And now you realize that's why you know rich folks are are kind of bitter. I think because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they're eating crap food and paying you know, through the nose for it. But yeah, one of the ladies said that we should, she was talking to us because we were new to the area and a couple other folks were new to the area. And she said, you need to move to a, to a transient location. And I don't know if she's ever heard of the word transient, but every time I've heard of the word transient, it's never been a good thing. It's always, so I'm imagining instantly that she's suggesting that we move to a neighborhood full of of uh, homeless hobos and, and, and drug dealers and transient people, you know, that don't have a home. But she meant something completely different. Apparently it was uh, na- rich people neighborhoods where there's a lot of people moving in and out because of work is what she meant. So
3: that is, yeah, that's not what I would have thought at all. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking like ghosts.
2: So, <laughs> transient. So, uh, I think it's anything thinking trans translucent. So on the way out, you know, um, the, the rich guy calls for his, uh, car and he's like, Oh, did you, did any of you, uh, valet park, you know, cause I did and I'm awesome. And I, and I said, no, no, I didn't. we don't really do that very often. And he's like, okay. And I said, I think it's cause I just don't like to tip. Cause I'm trying to <laughs> help him not feel guilty for being rich, you know? Right. Right. And, uh,
3: trying he, to help him feel validated.
2: And and he says, "Oh, again? Like there was should be more for me to say." And so I said, "Yeah, yeah, the inner, you know, southern boy that was raised in a trailer in South Georgia k- kind of just guilt trips me into not doing it." And he goes, uh, "Oh, is that where you came from?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes it is." <laughs> My car is just across the street. I'm going to go die in it." So.
3: Your tandem bike. <laughs>
2: I have several minorities that are gonna carry me across the street. I can outdo you any day, rich man. You know? <laughs>
3: so That's awesome. I don't think I've ever there have been a few times where I've met someone that was like just very wealthy mm-hmm. and but never anything like that.
2: You know you're rich when you can talk to people with your eyes closed. Yeah. You know, oh James. And you got your eyes closed. Yeah, and James says, Yes. So what kind of hobbies do you have? That's that's one of the questions that was asked to me in front of fifteen
3: rich people, and
2: uh, I'm like, "Well,
3: <laughs> I do a podcast. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna make fun of you on later. You should listen to it."
2: <laughs> I did. I don't I, I do uh, internet broadcasting. It's called podcasting, and the, and you can just tell through his closed eyes that he didn't he didn't understand what that was. And I I said, "Yeah," and and I draw and I do a web comic. It's like a comic, but on online. And uh, I could tell I didn't get that. And then I said it's like well, why the freak not i collect toys oh gosh <laughs> i'm very specific i only collect one kind of is buzz lightyear and oh oh they knew what that was my two-year-old loves that guy <laughs> like thanks so do i
3: <laughs> me and your two-year-old should hang out
2: right on the same level there and uh and and then i made a joke about the prospector being stuck in the box and how all my characters are and how my son is too scared to go in the room because, you know, the effect that being stuck in the box for 10 years has on a, a toy. So they thought that was <laughs> funny. Oh, so. oh, oh,
3: oh, pish posh. Pish posh, pish posh. You should have just gone for it and said, oh, you know, like polo, like water, you know, like water polo, like just something like very rich stuff.
2: <laughs> the water guy, uh, <laughs> left that part out. He came back 700 times. He filled my water glass and he poured ice in it and I just kept drinking it because I'm like, is he going to ever stop not coming? And dude, after dessert, homeboy was still coming by. People were laughing at him, making fun of him. I felt terrible.
3: He wants that tip. He can he, tell you guys are loaded.
2: I wanted to walk up to him and, and hand him like five bucks and like, dude, you're like the best water guy in the world. You didn't let anything stop you. you you're you so tenacious.
3: <laughs> Several failed times. <tubs. laughs>
2: You spilled water on me. You threw ice in my hand. Um, you know
3: there are yeah. like there are like three rules to being a water guy, and that's like, <laughs> those like the first two like
2: no no water on people, no ice on people. And and third I'm rule just, is
3: water only.
2: I'm glad he wasn't. Yeah, I'm glad he wasn't in charge of the flambe because uh, I don't want. I love fire, but uh, there's there's limits to that love. That's awesome, and it's the uh, interactivity again. I don't want interactivity with fire. I just want to see it from a distance. All right. So anyway, that's our show. It took the whole time just to do the backstory. Yeah. No, we have a few uh, featured stories. We'll do them now. Yeah. Uh, this is from Adam. He says, one day my friend and I were waiting in line at McDonald's to get food for a ride back from a camping trip.
3: Another rich guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so the guy was had his eyes closed. Uh, so we're waiting in line and this random guy, he looks about 50 or 60, he walks up to us and says, here, take this money. And my friends and I look at him for a second and my friend says, uh, it's all right, we've got our own money. So we borderline have to argue with this guy about him keeping his money for like two minutes and then he says, my wife is sick, I have to go. And he leaves. I don't know why I imagine him saying it like Superman, my wife is sick and I have to go. Um, and he leaves. And he leaves. So my friend and I look at each other and they look at the money. Apparently they took the money. Um, We realized that if if his wife really was sick, why would he give us money? I speculated about that and I speculated that it could have been stolen money. Oh my goodness. To this day, we still don't know why he gave us that money. So how much money was it? I don't know. He didn't say he should have said Uh, maybe he was trying to uh, park his car.
3: That yeah. really changes the story. Yeah. <laughs> he thought they were the surgeons.
2: Yeah. If it was just enough money to buy a cheeseburger, then yeah, that's, that's cool. But if it was like 500 bucks.
3: Right. Right. You know, I don't know. Well, I've like, you know, I, I like, I don't like change. So I've gotten like 83 cents and given it to like a little kid and be like, hey, you like, you know, go do whatever you do with 83 cents or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So if it was like that, cool. But if it was like, yeah, like 500 bucks. Was huh. like in a bag, he, they opened an ink got all over them. There's blood on the money. <laughs> oh gosh!
2: It's my wife's <laughs> blood. She's my sick. I have to go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so she doesn't know I took her money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, uh, I, well, wait before we move on. Have you ever had anybody give you money randomly? Just random. Um,
3: yeah, I definitely have. I'm a pastor's kid oh, all the time. Yeah. It's called the Pentecostal handshake.
2: They slide it to you. They got it between their ring finger and their middle finger. And they just, here you go, son. God bless you.
3: I like to do that and then drop it on the floor and act like I didn't see it. And then they're like, no, uh, (laughs) here, take it.
2: Oh, what? I don't know anything about this. Yeah. One time I was, uh, I was in front of a Coke machine and a guy had bought a Coke. And I was very thirsty because I was a poor kid. And my parent, my mom was trying to fix our Pinto, okay? If you don't know what a Pinto is, then you are a blessed man. But
3: Type of bean.
2: Yeah, and a type of car that had electrical problems and was known for catching on fire, which ours did eventually. But I was standing in front of this thing, and I was just, oh, man, I want a soda so bad. But never, never had gotten a soda out of a machine, you know? It just – they were – I think they were 50 cents back then or a quarter, I can't remember. But uh the guy turns around and sees this poor kid standing there and he hands me the soda. And I was like, "Oh!" and I was so excited that I ran back to share it with my siblings and might told my mom about it. And she's like, "Did you thank him?" And oh, I was horror struck cuz no, I had not. And I ran back and he was gone. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And so when I came back and told my mom it was gone, he was gone. She said, Well, he must have been an angel.
3: That's what I was going to (laughs) say. The spirit of soda past.
2: It was a soda angel. And um, soda angels are the best. If we still did recap songs, I I would title this in Soda
3: Angel. What is Um, the soda angel like? What's his favorite kind of soda to give?
2: I don't know. He gave me a Coke. So, uh, you know, classic Coke. This was pre new Coke. So they were just Coke coke and then coke cola if you're in the deep south so yeah all right so elizabeth altenback writes i have a co-worker um let's call her loogie okay uh loogie loves to hate me therefore in return i like to make her question her very existence and her place in the space time continuum it's always great when you can do that Uh, One day, as I walked past her, she was complaining about a sesame seed stuck in her teeth. There's sesame seeds on my bun, she was saying as I walked past. You have sesame seeds on your buns, I asked. Yes, she said. And I walked away joyously before she figured out what I had just had her admit to. (laughs) Sesame seeds on her butt. (laughs) Another day, I was punching back in from break exactly on time, and she decides to mess with me by telling me I was late. I explained to her what time I'd punched out for break and that I was exactly on time. Well, you're late now, she sneered, and true enough, I was now one minute past my clock in time. Well, it's your fault, Loogie," I said, punching back in. Everything's your fault. Then as I walked away, I added, the world is your fault, Luki.
3: The world.
2: <laughs> Luki has nightmares to this day.
3: So. I, thought, I thought when you said, uh, the second time you said punch, I thought you said, and then I punched a Loogie.
2: <laughs> I hocked a Loogie on Lugie, and all was right with the world. Uh, so these are worker uh, work stories, apparently. That's what I'm getting out of this. Brittany says, I'm a manager at a store in Texas. And I have been for, oh, well, first before I do that, um have you ever been, have
3: you ever had a loogie hawked on you? Oh my gosh, no.
2: <laughs> no, really? Ever? I have. And it was gross. It was in, I was in like sixth or seventh grade in Boy Scouts. And there's this great trick where you go, and then you go like yeah. that behind somebody in their hair, right? And, oh and my they, gosh. And they think, they think that you've just spit on them, right? Okay. Um, but you haven't, you just blew stuff in their hair. So I did that to this guy, this kid. I came up behind him and, and without even pausing for breath or to even hawk anything, he took all the spit in his mouth, turned around and it spit straight in my face. And I was like, dude,
0: why? why,
2: and I can still feel it. If you've never been spit in your face, it is a, is a fantastical feeling and every time I see a movie where it's typically a woman in a bad guy's face or something um, I feel it because it is gross. To be
3: honest with you though, you deserved it. Really? Yeah, if I thought someone spit in my hair. I didn't spit
2: though that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but if I
3: thought you did I don't know, I wouldn't be like, hey, did you spit? Like Just before I punch you in the face, I just want to confirm you know you don't have time for that. You spit and then you ask questions later. Oh Um,
2: Another great one is if you ever have a a spray bottle, you know, like a a misting spray bottle, and go, ah, and spray that thing on people's necks, it's great.
3: (laughs) I'm just going to carry one around now. That won't be weird, right?
2: Nope. And when you come back from the bathroom, don't dry your hands. And when you, you know, your girlfriend, your spouse, or boyfriend, for that matter, uh, you go up to them and you just say, man, I hate it when I miss (laughs) the toilet. And just wipe that clean water on there. On their arm. I usually like to shake their hand, like that double handshake, but then slide the one hand up the forearm as I'm going. <laughs> them. Like, so, All right. So you learned a little bit there, homeschoolers. All right. So here we go. Brittany says, I'm a manager at a store in Texas, and I've, I have been for six months. I've had other managerial pers- pers- positions, so this wasn't my first rodeo. I had to call one of our clients and let him know that his order was in. And it went to voicemail. And my words were this. Hi, Brittany. This is Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So out of great embarrassment, I slammed the phone down. My coworker who was with me at the time started teasing me. We laughed about it for a while. And eventually I just went back to work and forgot about it. I glanced over at the phone sometime later, realized that I had not hung up properly. And the thing had been recording uh, a message for the last 10 minutes. It caught all of my embarrassed laughter and the jokes that my coworker made at my expense. Needless to say, the callback to the uh, customer was definitely filled with a lot of laughter from the other side. So it's a supernatural tale. That's what
3: it is. <laughs> Lots of ghosts in this, this podcast.
2: <laughs> so it got, got a little dark all of a sudden. So uh, The moral of the story, she says, always slam the phone down, but make sure to leave a message so that you can write a story into that story show. That's right, Dad Comet. Awesome.
3: A big part of my new job is leaving voicemails um, for people, mm-hmm. uh, and I've had to leave several, and and my I, I messed them up all day long. I probably spent twenty minutes today, like writing down, okay, this is just what you are going to say. That way, I could just read it because <laughs> I would stumble across my words the whole time. I would, you know, have a go uh, because I forget what I am supposed to say to them.
2: I, uh, I I was I was leaving a voicemail one time, and I was was leaving it and i was kind of distracted by something and i i commented on my daughter's poopy diaper or something while i was making this voicemail and i was absolutely horrified and um thankfully i waited i waited till the end and it had that oh you just left a message you know uh press 1 to review press 2 to delete press 3 to praise the lord so i pressed nice. 2 and then 3 so
3: can I, can I have one more backstory? It goes pretty far back. It's yeah, really short. Yeah. So, um, when I was like 12 or 13, um, I, I was kind of in that stage where I thought it w- was funny to have like, um, an obnoxious voicemail message, you know, like when you call people and I sorry, I'm sorry when someone calls you and you're not there and it says like, Hey, this is Christian, but you know and it, But it's yeah, like, Oh, yeah. just kidding. So I didn't have one of those, but, um, at the time I had, um, a um, we did foster care and I had a baby brother and he was crying and I recorded him. I said, look what you did. You made the baby cry. I can't believe you. Yeah. don't ever call me again. Like, you know, just dumb 13 year old stuff. Cause at that time, no, there was no important phone call for me to get. Um, but then I forgot about it. Um, and so fast forward two years later and I am applying for a job. At a law office. <laughs> Uh, just to shred papers or whatever, and they called to tell me I got the job, and then heard the voicemail of me saying, "Don't you ever call me again! You you woke the baby up," and then I I did not get the job.
2: Oh my gosh! No way!
3: Yeah, it was it was that was probably the biggest piece of humble pie I've ever eaten. Oh, and I, I was just like, yep, that, that makes sense. Sorry, guys, and then I changed it and I. <laughs> I just went home. I was like, okay.
2: That's awesome. We, I, um, when my wife, she wasn't my wife yet. We were living in Macon. She was, I was in one place. She was living somewhere else and she was going to college and I needed to get a job. And I really, really, really wanted this job I'd applied to at a t-shirt shop. Cause I was going to at least, you know, a quarter of the job, get to draw for a living, you know, like claim some sort of art as a living Uh, the rest of the time would be spent cleaning screens and printing, you know, uh, learning to print t-shirts. So, um, I, I, uh, actually, yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyway, they, they are going to call me, but I was on the phone with this girl from, from, uh, church and I was doing this stupid redneck voice. I'm like, Hey, yeah, you," you know, uh what are you doing girl you know oh no no all right i'll call you back later and she hung she hung up and the phone rang again and i'm like hey what's up oh no <laughs> um hi yeah this is uh, bill from making teas and we just wanna you know is uh, james there and i couldn't change the voice i couldn't i was committed so i'm like Nope, nope, he must have stepped out. Can I take a message for him? And I did. I took a message for him in that voice. I was like, all right, I'll hand him call you right back then. Okay, all right, bye. You know, and then called back. I waited a few minutes and then called back in my straightest voice ever.
3: (laughs) And I got the job, so I didn't. Hello, this is James. I heard you called
2: me. You need a professional, don't you? I'm him not that other guy. Well, they never asked me, thank God, about the other guy than my roommate, my idiot roommate, redneck, so it worked out good.
3: That's funny. Is this the company you keep?
2: <laughs> you know, we're, we're a t-shirt shop. We have standards.
3: This is the most prestigious t-shirt company.
2: <laughs> All we do is print college drunken party shirts, so we nice. have standards. Ah, uh, Anyway, it was great. I, I worked there for like five years. So um, Robert Harrington, uh, this is our final story for, for this evening. Um, so I was at Target a few days ago. And have you noticed a theme, by the way, all these uh, waiting in lines or working at places? You know? uh, he says, I was, uh, I was there a few days ago. I was behind a woman checking out. The cashier was a nice woman who was very friendly. She and the customer chatted briefly while she was ringing up. The purchases the customer was also in a friendly mood and so when the transaction was almost over the customer said oh and congratulations the cashier looked puzzled and said thank you wait what and the customer replied replied the supreme court decision <laughs> now the cashier had a had very short close cropped hair and wore no makeup Um, at the customer's congratulations, the cashier just said, Oh, right. Yeah. That's something else. Isn't it? And they both smiled and the customer walked away looking like she had done her good deed for the day. I moved in and began my transaction. The cashier once again said as friendly as before, she greeted me. Hi, how's your day? And I replied, I'm doing fine. How are you? And she responded, fine. That woman thinks I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) So there it is. That's his story. Uh, what an
3: awkward thing!
2: Yeah, I, I realize that that's just not something that you should assume. It's like a pregnancy, I guess. You know, you don't, you don't say, you know, congratulations. That's where I thought the story was going. It was that, you know, oh that baby right there, that big old belly you got. <laughs> you, you don't do that, and um, I don't. I, I think that's going to become one of the things these days. Is you just don't assume. You can't. You can't assume you you don't do that with, with race, you know, you can't, can't just go up and, and start talking to somebody like they're, you know, cause it's obvious, right? Um, right. Right. Gender. Not so much. Sometimes, you know, you just play it safe. Uh, orientation. I don't know. I don't think that's something you can assume.
3: So my dad is the worst at gender. He'll, he, <laughs> If it's ambiguous at all, he'd like, will stumble over it so much. It's the funniest <laughs> thing because he's trying so hard to be polite and he can't decide. Is he trying to
2: find yeah. out? Does he, does he drop little hints and well, stuff in? Did-
3: I think, I think what happens is he says, um, so let's just say it's, it's a, it's a female that looks a you know, a little, might be a male. He'll be like, Oh, thank you so much, man.
2: Man, uh, sorry.
3: Uh, 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 <laughs> And he just can't, you know, he's not thinking anything negative at all. He just right. can't decide, am I gonna guess what they want to be called? Or if, if it's not just what they are. Right, right. So he, he's so funny to watch stumble over it. When I
2: was, I was like, when I was doing children's ministry, it's the same thing. There's this one boy, and it was a boy, but he had pigtails. He had tight he was a little black kid, and he had just what, you know, typically little black girls have, you know, pigtails, you know, tightly and the bows he didn't have beads and stuff like that but he but they stuck up you know and and i'm not talking about like coolio where it was like you could tell he was still a dude this kid was you know seven or eight years old so he's still in the in the in the zone there where you could go just a hairdo can change everything Mm -hmm. and um and it took me a while and i became a defender once i figured it out of this kid so if somebody's gonna what are you you're a boy and i was like here's a boy (laughs) And I would I would, like I would get mad on his behalf, especially at kids camp when there was like tons of kids were like, why are you swimming with us? Cause he's a boy, can't you tell? You
3: know, but That's a lot funnier now that I've googled who Coolio is.
2: Oh man. I forgot about our age difference. <laughs> Do you see his hair? <laughs> oh wait, is he? I don't know. He's probably okay. P Diddy or something now. He probably goes by a totally different name. Either that or he's dead. I, you know, musicians. No, he's alive. Okay, good. Um, I think he did Gangsters Paradise. Is-
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Okay, so I, I know his voice.
2: Yeah, good deal.
3: He, he also has a web series called Cooking with Coolio, and he has released a cookbook.
2: <laughs> no way.
3: This episode of that story show is brought to you by <laughs> Cooking with Coolio.
2: Cooking with Coolio. Uh uh I guess that's it for today then Wow, it's all right well guys, if you have any stories um, that you'd like to send, we'd love to hear them. you can send your hilarious true life stories in text or audio you know through email or whatever to find out how visit sub- the submit a story page on that That would be great and I hope you enjoyed the show. One of the ways you can show your appreciation is by joining our patreons uh, our patrons <laughs> and submit and help the show via patreon. For just a buck a show, visit that slash donate today. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. Visit us online at thatstoryshow.com, where you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the NLCast Network community on Facebook at nlcast.com slash group. Uh, review the show in iTunes or wherever you found us. That helps us a lot. Thanks to our Patreon backers. Rob Gobers for the theme music, our spouses for letting us record, our story contributors, and everyone who forgot to tell me they weren't going to be here. See how that worked? <laughs> and all of you who listen, remember, when you're telling that funny life story, tell it like nobody's listening. We'll see you guys next time right here on That Story Show. And uh, bonus content people, Patreons, don't forget to listen right there at uh, patreon.com slash show. Peace. Visit NLCast.com for other great
0: NLCast network shows. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy?